I always supported uh, the presence of police officers in, a, in an appropriate way in schools. I think when that program was uh, was going on, it was working. I mean, could it have been tweaked a bit to make it even more acceptable to the kids and the teachers and everybody else involved, the parents? Perhaps so, and we were quite willing to entertain that discussion. But the school board, it was the school board that decided they did not want the police officers in the schools uh, anymore, and so the program came to an end two or three years ago. And I don't know if that is the solution to this. All I know is we need to get together with the school board. That is Mayor John Tory who said that to Greg Brady on, uh, what day are we on now? Wednesday. Wednesday, and that was a newsmaker where you've got John Tory saying, yeah, he would be open to talking about resource officers in school. And this, of course, is because he has asked to meet with TDSB officials as well as police, given this nonstop violence we are seeing in schools. This is the time of the week where we bring in Mr. John Reed, president of the Toronto Police Association. Great to have you. Good morning, Alex. Thank you for having me today. This is very timely. Um, you know, we've had this week, I can't, uh, I say we've heard about all of them, but certainly we started the week off with a stabbing at one high school at three o'clock. And then on Tuesday school, another Toronto school went into lockdown because of guns that were reported to be seen in the school. And it has sparked this conversation about bringing back school resource programs, which if you ask me, uh, became very political. Um, we had a report out by Peel that told us how you know successful the program was but then of course city council went the complete opposite way and voted it out of the schools but uh, start with me on this john if the mayor is asking for a meeting with toronto police as well as tdsb are, are you part of that do you do you get involved with that as far as um giving direction on what needs to happen no as far as the actual direction itself that comes from the service um service police services board um, mm -hmm. But I, you know, I have my opinions about it. The benefits from uh, that I have is that I get the information and the from our members on the on the ground who are actually involved. Mm -hmm. So I'll bring you back August 2017. We actually had 37 officers in 66 schools in the city of Toronto, yeah. and there was huge value in it. Um, you know, and I think this really does need to be looked at very seriously and, quite frankly, brought back. Yeah, look, I mean, it's been described as a militant police presence. It's almost as if there's a wall of police circling the school that when kids come in, they're frisked and all the rest of it. It was characterized, I think, completely inappropriately because the idea was to have an officer in the school. I think a lot of people saw it as a way to bridge build, um, you know, create relationships, give the students a, a, um, a feeling that they had someone to turn to. And from the report out of Peel, they found that students saw less bullying, they felt more safe, they had less stress. There were so many positives that when Toronto's council turned around and cancelled it so abruptly, it, it made no sense. I agree. It didn't make any sense at all. It was very short-sighted. Like these officers, although they're there for school safety as well, they're also involved in things like anti-bullying, music, sports, community outreach initiatives, uh, restorative justice circles, tutoring, breakfast mm -hmm. clubs. You know, it's not all about enforcement. Um, it's very important, I think, also for our members and police officers to be able to build uh, relationships with the youth of today. You know, that we're not just there for enforcement because the more we take the police out of the community, and particularly out of schools, mm -hmm the less interaction these young people have with police officers. And that's exactly what we don't want. We want people to feel comfortable speaking with a police officer, comfortable reaching out for help. They were always, I mean, look, we didn't have police officers always in our school, but they certainly were a part of learning as we grew up. It was bringing a police officer in and you could ask him questions or her questions, find out. And it was a bit of a bridge building exercise. Do we have data, John? I don't know if we have data uh, looking at school violence 
before when the resource officers were there versus after when they were taken out? Do we have that data to suggest or to um, characterize where violence went? Um, I don't have uh, that data itself. I'm, I'm pretty sure it would probably exist uh, if we were to look at it. But I think, you know, if you look at, uh, we actually did some um, uh, data collection back in 2009, 2011. And we mm -hmm. had the results basically showed that students felt more comfortable uh, having the police in the school, uh, interacting with police officers. And there's huge community value in that, not to mention the public safety factor. Yeah, no question. But there's politics. And that's the problem with these is that you get a few political uh, types uh, raising their voice. They take up all the oxygen in the room and all of a sudden then things are being canceled before any thought is is given. Do you think this is too political then for uh, the mayor to bring back? He says he supports it. I do think that, that there would be many who do, in fact, support this kind of thing, even if there will be detractors. No, I think the, the mayor's on the right track. Uh, obviously, we have to engage all different stakeholders and speak with uh, you know, community groups and the schools. You know, that's key as far as gaining the acceptance of the program itself. But there's huge value in this. And, and if you start looking back, I know you we talked about in when we were younger, we didn't see police officers mm -hmm. at the same, but we didn't see the same level, see the same level of violence. You know, right. we didn't have people shot and killed in front of schools, shot and killed in schools or stabbed. Yeah. I don't know what other things you could do. I mean, if we're going to change anything, I mean, I think groups, uh, activist groups would probably have a problem with um, kids having x-ray machines in, in the schools. I mean, there are other things we can put into the schools, like you can't bring a, a knapsack or you have to have it checked. There's all sorts of things we can do, but I, I think they'd probably push back on that as well. But the bottom line is kids have to be safe in school. And we can't continually allow these dayside uh, events to just play out in, in the schoolyard, which is what is happening. Well, absolutely. And once again, you know, even if we put x-ray machines and metal detectors at the doors of the school, a lot of these events are actually taking place outside of the school as well. And that's right. where there's a value in having the police officers, not just in the school, but around the school. And I also mentioned that, you know, if we have these relationships now between the, the students and the officer, often these officers will get a heads up if there's an issue, you know, before right. it kind of something really serious um, and even just having them as a presence at the school will sometimes deter some of these serious incidents from happening. But unfortunately, that that deterrence piece is never really measured because we can't really measure what we were able to stop happening. All we know is that it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. I mean, uh, the, the mayor has requested this meeting where they will take this. Uh, you know, they say they need change. Whether we get it, I guess, uh, will be determined. I just want to quickly go to you. We had the um, announcement that the inquest into the Sammy Yatim shooting uh, has been postponed. It was to start on Monday. It's going to start in a couple of weeks. This, of course, 10 years after the 18-year-old was killed. So I'm not sure what all the holdups were, but nonetheless, they are looking into this 10 years later. But, you know, John, we have learned a lot since that day beyond that. And, and obviously, we know that there are issues of police dealing with mental illness. So I don't really know what we're going to get out of this inquest that hasn't already been raised when it comes to policing, dealing with mental health illness and bringing in supports. Is there something that we can learn or glean from this that we don't already know? Uh, so that's one of those things. We don't really know what you don't know until you know it. Um, so I think huh. if you start looking at you know, the, uh, the purpose of an inquest, so the purpose of an inquest right. isn't to assign blame be someone from blame is to determine you know whether anything else can be done to prevent a similar incident and there's always value in that and i think when you look at any situation if you can debrief it see what went well what went what didn't go well and try and adjust to turn you know to try and avoid these unfortunate circumstances you know where a human life uh, is lost mm -hmm.
Well, it's not going to go down. That's the thing. The challenge is not going away. We know this. We're dealing with a lot more mental health issues, I think, than ever before. And so uh, hopefully that strategy or some kind of uh, supports program with the police comes into play and we get a a stronger understanding. Uh, John, I'm out of time. Very much appreciate it. We'll chat again next week. Thank you very much. Have a good day. You as well. That's John Reed, president of the Toronto Police Association, joining us here.